0: Imam al Bukhari, begins the chapter Babu al Hayat. Babu al Hayat, the chapter of Hayat. Hayat is translated as shyness. But it is greater than just being shy. So this is a characteristic of the believer. And something heavily emphasized in the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That the Prophet sallallahu mentioned that Hayat is from Iman. It is from the branches of Iman. It only brings good. There is no harm and, and no evil in Hayat. except when it prevents a person from doing good. So Hayat is a praiseworthy characteristic. It is something that the Prophet has described it, and that the Sahaba described it, and that the Madaijah described it, and even Allah it described it. Inna kareem. Allah subhanahu wa taala becomes is the shy one. He becomes, he is the most generous. Yes, bin abdi that he becomes shy of his slave when he raises his hand to Allah subhanahu wa taala to leave him nothing. so even Allah described described this subhanahu wa taala. so this is a, a they say باب عظيم في الإسلام this is a great chapter in Islam and something that the believers have to try and acquire if they are not given this characteristic already in their in their natural attributes that they have because this can be something that the person is born with that he is very shy is born like this or it can be something that he begins to train himself to acquire. So inshallah we're going to take a small muqaddim, inshallah a small introduction with regards to haya. There are a number of definitions the ulama have given for haya in Islam. From amongst them is a person withholding himself and leaving everything that could make everything blameworthy, everything that could make the people blame a person leaving everything that could make their people blame him. This is one of the definitions of the ulama give. So a person holding himself, holding himself back, and staying away and leaving everything that could make him blameworthy. Blame. So anything, if a person now has a loose tongue, he could be blameworthy, blame. he would leave this. If a person is committing sin in public, he would leave this. If a person is committing sin in private, all this is from Hayat. You can be shy of the creation, you can be shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a person now goes outside and he dresses in a manner which is not appropriate, he's going to be blamed by the people. If a person is shouting very loud outside, he's going to be blamed by the people. If a person is not lowering his gaze, he's going to be blamed by the people. And that's what the problem is it encompasses all good. It only brings good. So one of the definitions of the ulama is the person holding himself back and staying away from everything. So holding himself from destroying his reputation. And staying away from everything blameworthy. So anything that he can possibly be be blamed for, he stays away from it. This is one of the definitions of Hayat. And another definition which is similar to the first one is that it is a characteristic that makes the person stay away from all types of filth. It is a characteristic that makes a person stay away from all types of filth. (coughs) Whether it is speech, is it the way he talks? Is it the way he dresses, the way he acts, the way he walks, anything, a person, something, a characteristic that prevents him from every type of filth. And Almajad mentions it in the Quran, he said, وَلِبَاسُ الْتَقْوَىٰ ذَٰلِكَ taqwa, And the garment of taqwa, this is that which is good. The الْتَقْوَىٰ taqwa is mentioned by al-Masri is Hayat. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying Hayat the shyness. This is that which is good. When he with And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala mentions about the Prophet When you eat in the house of the Prophet When you eat in the house of the Prophet then disperse and do not sit there for a long period of time speaking. Why? because that harms the Prophet But he is too shy to tell you to leave. Then Allah says, but Allah is not shy of the truth. For Allah to say, he's not shy of the truth, which shows you that Allah is described to shyness. But he's not shy of telling you the truth subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here we find that the Prophet has a characteristic of being shy. And Allah is not shy with regards to telling you the truth. So Allah is, can become shy as we you know when the believer raises his hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet became shy. But the believers, so we also learn from the etiquettes. That sometimes a person will be shy, and embarrassed to tell you something. A believer has to study this, understand this. If you go to someone's house, you're not going to stay there all night and just speaking. And you can tell there's signs that maybe his family are calling him every now and then, he's popping out of the room, he's giving you signs, he's saying, you know, yes, you can leave now, inshallah. But you're not getting the signs, and, and everyone maybe he stands up and it, you know, you, keep, you stay sitting down and he sits down again. You're not getting the signs from him, and it This is this is what it meant in this verse. That you do not stay there for a long period of time talking unless you know that he's called you for this reason and he wants you to stay, then this is something different. So shyness has been established in the kitab of Allah It's also established in the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu And we mention the hadith insha'Allah when we go through this chapter. Because Imam Al-Bukhari mentions a number of narrations regarding shyness. As for the salaf, they mention a the number of beneficial points regarding shyness. So Umar anh, he said, مَنْ قَلَّ وَمَنْ طَلَّ whoever's, حيا, whoever's level of shyness decreases, his level of warah, like his level of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and safeguarding his iman will decrease. Whoever's shyness decreases, his level of fear of Allah jalla and safeguarding his iman, this will decrease. And if this decreases, then this person's heart will die. And this person, if his heart dies, then he is lost. So Umar radiallahu anhi, he says from this that the key for a person to have a heart full of iman is that he adorns himself with shyness. He adorns himself with shyness. And we'll give practical examples of later. Imam Al Hassan he said, Al min al-khayr that having shyness and generosity are two great characteristics of goodness. Lam abdin illa it is not in any slave except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises him because of it. Shyness and generosity. They are two characteristics that are beloved to Allah. There is no slave that has these characteristics except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises his status because of it. And Imam ibn Qayyim that the, the, the life of the heart depends on how strong the person's level of shyness is. And for a person to have a little bit of shyness, it will lead to the depth of his heart and his spirit. So, uh, so every time the heart has more shyness, oh sorry, every time for, for, for the heart to be alive, the person's shyness has to be more perfect. So it shows you that I, for a person to be shy, it raises his status, it raises, increases his iman, it brings the iman into his heart. And when a person is not shy, he does whatever he wishes. And that's why this hadith, when we explain it, that the Prophet used to say, if you are not shy, do whatever you wish. So a person, when he doesn't care about his reputation, he doesn't care about himself, he doesn't care about his religion, he doesn't care about anything that he has. this person has no shyness, he has no shame. He will do whatever he wishes, and he will destroy his entire dunya and his akhirah. There are two types of haya. The hayah which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in the heart of a person. And this type of haya is something that a person he is born with. Some people are born with higher levels than others. And then there is a Haya which a person can acquire. So when he learns about the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and he begins to fight himself to rectify his behavior, this is the Haya that we all need to do. So some people are born with Haya, a high level of Haya, they will still need to work on their Haya in order to make it in accordance to the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa taala. And some people maybe their level of Haya is less. Maybe they did not have that characteristic when they were born. Or maybe they lived in an environment and they were raised in an environment where the people never had Haya. So he has to now fight himself Fight his nafs and he has to work on this Haya. So these are the two types of Haya. The Haya a person is born with and the Haya that a person has to acquire. Now there are many benefits to having Haya and from them it is from the branches of Iman. As the Prophet has mentioned, we will come to this Hadith inshallah ta'ala. The Haya is from the branches of Iman. So the more Haya a person has, the more shyness a person has, the more shame he has, the higher his Iman will be. Haya is a reason for a person to leave sins. He becomes shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we truly think about this, a person, he has been given all of his provisions by Allah and Do we not have shame that we keep disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He is giving us and he is giving us and he is giving us and we don't have shame we keep disobeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we were to try and understand this with the creation, we would never disobey the creation. So what about the creator of the creation? When right someone now from the creation. He comes and he keeps giving you something. He just keeps giving you and giving you. Will you ever go and transgress against him? You never do this. So how can we do this against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It shows you that the level of haya has decreased. So when a person sins, it shows you that his haya has decreased. So for a person to have haya, he, he will not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person will worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he would love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would worship Allah jalla thoroughly and love him if he has haya. Because he is shy of Allah jalla He knows Allah is watching him. He knows that he has to perfect his ibadah, And he knows that if he perfects Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will love him. This is something that Hayat from the benefits of having Hayat. A person for him to have Hayat, it will prevent him from disgracing himself in this life and the Akhiram. It will prevent him from disgracing himself in this life and the akhirah. And it will cover up anything that will destroy his image. And this is why the scholars of the past used to focus so much on the reputation of a person. Like, if they saw anything that would belittle someone that he is doing in public, they would say this person is not worthy of being a trustworthy narrator in hadith. Because they said, if they cannot guard their own reputation, how are they going to guard the reputation of the Prophet ﷺ and the hadith of the Prophet? ﷺ? So if they saw anyone belittling themselves in public, then they would say this person, if he was in the chain of hadith, then the chain of narration will not accept that hadith. This is how they saw it. So every time is different. What they see is something which is praiseworthy in society and something which is degrading in society. So for example now, in the time of Sufyan al he said if we saw anyone chewing gum outside, because in that time, chewing gum outside was seem to be something of great disrespect. And it would decrease their honor in public. He said if we saw anyone chewing gum outside, we would knock them off the chain of narration. We would say that they are not trustworthy narrators. So imagine, subhanAllah, if a person is getting dressed in a way which and That's the Prophet, for example, he tells us not to wear the glass of A dress that's going to make you stand up that people want to look at you and laugh at you and you're dressed like a clown. The Prophet is prohibited this. is to destroy your reputation. You have no right to guard the hadith of the Prophet. A person maybe you have a particular hairstyle that makes him stand up. Or a particular behavior outside, he shouts outside, he's always known, he jokes around too much. This destroys his reputation. Anything to destroy a person's reputation, it goes against hayat. It goes against haya, and if we were at the time of the scholars of the past, they would have not us off the chain of tradition. The they would have rejected our hadith. So haya it makes a person preserve his honor and his dignity. The Prophet said that the worst sound in the Quran, the worst sound is what? The sound of hamir, the sound of a donkey. The sound of a donkey. A person goes outside, he screams, he makes noise, when he laughs, he has no shame the way he laughs where he sits outside and he's just getting the noise and the problem that people make outside, where's the hayat? It destroys the reputation. And you find, subhanAllah, sometimes you look at Muslims and you think, that where, why do they not preserve their own reputation? Why are they not worried about their reputation? You find that they do whatever they do, subhanAllah. Once there was the a sheikh in the Jama'ah, and he said to us that there was a person, a talib, he came into the Jama'ah, and um, he wore like a football shirt, and he came in with shorts, and the socks, and the boots, and he had a and he had a scarf around him. This is the general. And he came with the flag of the team and he came into the class, oh, we won, we won, we won. So he, the he said, look, get out of the class. Then <laughs> he said, why? Well, I have done anything wrong. I just said that we won. He said, look, get out of the class. Then he went out of the class, he said, what have you just done to your reputation? All of these people that are sitting here, all of these people that are sitting here, look what you have done. done? Because you're supposed to be a person who's coming to gain Islamic knowledge. He goes, can I let you in the class, dressed like this? Is it how the way he's dressed? He was covering his arraq. He said, how the way he's dressed? No, but it's not befitting for that environment. <coughs> it's destroying his reputation. And then he said, oh, Shaykh, please forgive me. Someone dared me to do it, so then I did it. It's, it's not a good enough excuse. But he said, this was sufficient. You can to go home. You're not coming into that And if you go and you get changed and you apologize to everyone, then you come. But it's about destroying your reputation. You have to preserve your reputation, uh, your, 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 your reputation. There's another time, subhanAllah, I was in the class in January, huh? And <coughs> There's a brother He was sitting at the front And this brother Half of the 10th So he was sitting At the front of the class And All of a sudden Very loud music Was coming out of his phone And had This like, hurt To see that This brother is known For his Islam His Iman And Inshallah I was hoping That was something that he's got some excuse But he was like, looking at his phone And obviously He couldn't turn it off for ages And after about Maybe a minute Had gone by And a minute's a long time After about a minute Went by Then he shut it off and you can tell he was very red, red. And then the Sheikh, he just politely said, as we know, the music is haram in the Kitab of Allah, jad and by Sunnah and by Ijmah. So please, brothers, you know, change your ringtones. And still I was thinking to myself, subhanAllah, this is like the brother that we look up to for Quran. He's, he teaches in the Haram as in Nabwi as well. Even as a student, they gave him a little place to teach in the Haram. He teaches children in the Haram. And then he knew the reputation of something big. He said to the Sheikh, Sheikh, look, I have no excuse. but Allahi, the went on to some program. I don't even know what this program is. It went onto an app that plays music. I never listened to music and that's why I didn't know how to turn it off. So when, I, when he said this, I said, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Just like the way he cleared his reputation in front of everyone. So even if there was a whisper from the Shaytan, the fact that he has cleared his reputation is something very important in the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Preserving the reputation. When you see Ayub al especially, people will see them and the role them. If Ayub Quran now falling into problems like this, then people will fall into problems after them. So when they come to preserve their reputation, the, the Quran and music is not going to be in the heart of any individual. So the way he cleared himself, that everyone, you can see there was a relief for everyone, but even the teachers. Alhamdulillah, the brother inshallah we have heard a lot of him, and what he said, no doubt we believe him in this. So this is about clearing the reputation of a person. And even before clearing the reputation, a Muslim should generally have good thoughts of his brothers. Al-Haya would prevent a person from all types of fawahish Haya would make a person beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and it will also make him beloved to the people around him. Now, the has got to say from the ways that a person can try and attain haya, and try and achieve and acquire haya, is to try his utmost to follow the commands of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and stay away from the prohibitions of Allah Jalla Because if he begins to disobey Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Allah is his Creator then there is no way he's going to be able to preserve his reputation after this. Because if he's going to need something great, then leaving something smaller has, has no value in his eyes. So the first is to submit to the commands of Allah and the prohibitions of Allah. Subh'anaHu Wa Taala. <coughs> the second ulema they mentioned is that for a person to lower his gaze. Because lowering the gaze, it prevents a person from haram. Letting the gaze loose, it triggers the shahwah, it triggers the desires. And once the desire has been triggered, a person will fall into haram. Because it is easier to control his eyes, it is easier to control his desire, when the desire has not been triggered. But once it has been triggered, it is very hard for a person to overcome his nest and his desires. So to lower the gaze. Also not to look at the hidden things of people and their blessings. So if someone has something in his house, not to look at his house, not to look inside their cars when you're walking past them, not to try and find out the secrets of people, because this would, a person, this would destroy his haya. This would destroy his shyness. He's doing something which is haram in the first place. And following people like this, he would desire what they have. He would want what they have. And if he cannot take it in haram, shaitan may overcome him to make him try and take it in haram. A person to remain patient when it comes to sinning. That know that this life is temporary. And for him to remain patient will increase his haya because he'll become shy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forever. This is Allah Jalla wa also, the ulama mentioned to teach the children from a young age about being shy. I remember one of my sheikhs, Sheikh Suhaybani. I asked him that generally, when there's a the child, a young child, is it permissible for a person to maybe sleep again with loose garments? You know, the garments are maybe exposed parts of the awrah which is not the main parts of the awrah. And the sheikh said, if the child is raised and he is accustomed to seeing this from his parents, then he would he would want to do this also in his older. So it's better even if you can cover your awrat in front of them and even dress in a modest way in front of your children. Even if it is permissible for a person just to wear the raw garment at home. If his child is going to be accustomed to seeing his parent like this, he's going to want to dress like this as well. Because they will be his role models. So he said to be able to give them therapy of haya from a young age is for you to cover your awrat in front of them. For you to preserve your honor and your dignity even in front of your children. And this inshallah will allow them to have haya when they grow older. Also, to sit with people who are known to have Haya. If you sit with people who have no shame, you will be just like them. And if you sit with people who refrain from speaking about others, who refrain from destroying their honor and their reputation, and they are speaking about good things and they are worshipping Allah, they will rebuke someone if he says something haram or something shameful. These are the people that you should sit with, these are the people that you should befriend. And also, the ulama, they mentioned that a person should think carefully before speaking and performing any actions. And this also goes back to the point that we mentioned earlier about being hasty in his speech and his actions. A person should think carefully. Is this going to bring any negative effect on me? Is it going to destroy my reputation? Is it going to make me blameworthy in front of the people? Is it going to make me blameworthy in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He should think before he speaks, and he should think before he acts. Now the ulama mentioned some of the things that are shameful, and a person should stay away from. And these things, they do differ from time to time, and the extent of it also differs from time to time and place to place. But the greatest of them, the ulema, they said, is to, is to publicly portray your sins. To publicly sin. And that's why the Sahaba, they mentioned, in the Sunnah they mentioned, that when a person, he publicizes his sins, that small sin now becomes a major sin. But he publicizes the sin, it becomes a major sin. Because his hayah has gone down, because he's not ashamed of the people seeing this. And not only this, he's no longer healed of his sins. So it becomes a major sin if he publicizes it. So a person, every single person sins. There's no doubt about this. But try and hide your sins from the eyes of the people. And hiding the sins means you do not talk about them. You do not brag about them. Right? This is something, I did this with Haram and then everyone laughs. This is not something that we should talk about. This is not something that we should laugh about. So a person never publicizes his sins. He doesn't sit in front of people. He doesn't uh, speak about his sins. Even if he's repentant from them, they don't need to speak about them. He hides his sins from the eyes of the people. And if you want Allah wa ta'ala to hide your sins, then you'll be the first to hide them. But if you are not hiding your own sins, then how do you expect Allah wa ta'ala to hide your sins? So for a person to expose his sins, and not fear Allah in this manner is a clear indication that this person does not have Haya. Also, the ulama they mentioned to wear types of clothes that reveal the awrah or reveal the figure of the body, especially for women. So, to wear clothes which maybe you can see the color of the skin beneath it, or clothes which are open so you can see the, the body, or clothes which are tight so you can see the figure. And this is something which is belittled in our time today. And something that in the time of the Prophet ﷺ and the companions, they were very harsh about this matter. When Imam Ahmed was asked, is it permissible for women to walk outside with their leather socks on? He said, no, because it described the shape of their feet. Look subhanAllah at what he said. You see, but the foot, everyone's foot is the same. He said, but the fact that it described the shape of her, of a limb of a woman. So she should wear her shoes or she should extend her garment so it covers her feet. This is how strict Imam Ahmed was in this masala. Because the Prophet said Al awra. the woman is awra. And he didn't say except for her hands and except for her face and except for this and except for that. He said al mar'atu awra, the woman is awra. <laughs> so the salaf was so strict in this matter because they knew the temptation that it could bring. So for a person, to, and you cannot say that every single person maybe who doesn't wear a niqab doesn't have Hayat. Maybe a person who's raised like this, maybe they don't know that it is wajib. Or maybe they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they feel that maybe there's something holding them back and there's certain whispering that they can't overcome or certain hardship that they can't overcome or there's pressure that they're finding from family that's difficult for them to overcome. These are real problems. So not everyone who doesn't wear a hijab or not everyone who doesn't wear a niqab is classified as an evil person or someone that doesn't have shame. Maybe they're ignorant, maybe they need to learn. Maybe there's something preventing them. So we have good suspicion and good thoughts, inshallah ta'ala, of our brothers and sisters. But for a person to reveal their body, it is a clear sign. It is a sign that the person doesn't have haya, or the person's haya is less, has decreased. And a person to show the figure of their body, or to show parts of their of their skin and their flesh, and for a woman especially, then this is definitely a sign that the person does not have haya, or there is a the, the level of haya has decreased. Also, with men, I don't think the men never get away in this dust. This is one thing: the men never get away in the dust, and men. It is very surprising sometimes how little haya men have. Sometimes you go and play football and you find what brothers are wearing shorts. Their fires are being shown. Oh, but the fire is a different opinion amongst the ulama. There is a different opinion amongst the ulama. You don't even know the hadith. You just say there is a different opinion amongst the ulama. We speak about the hadith in Jalsa Alaihi Haya, but though the fire should always be covered, and if the fire is uncovered, it's only uncovered for a need. And it can be uncovered for a small need, it doesn't have to be uncovered for a necessity. Because it's not from Aura Mughallava, it's from the Aura Mufafafa. And we'll speak about this in more detail later. So, football, is there a need for a person to uncover the fight? No. It's imitation of the kuffar, that's why the, uh, uncovering is fine. Why can't you play in, uh, play in jogging bottoms? Why can't you play in a tra- tracksuit? Why can't you play in three quarter legs? Is it going to affect the way that you play? Your performance, is it actually going to go down? Yes or no? No, it's not going to. So why do you have to imitate them and wear the shorts? There is no need at all. There is this is This is not in the first place. But it shows you a lack of And sometimes you find brothers, they walk around and they maybe take their tops off. <coughs> this year, Okay, it's only brothers there. But still, this is not haram. But sometimes you find brothers there who are not feel comfortable with this. And that's what you find in the Prophet So when his shin was uncovered, and Rathman came, he covered his shin. Because Rizwan had uh, doesn't mean the Prophet Asim never had haya, but he didn't want Rizwan to feel uncomfortable. So sometimes the brothers would feel uncomfortable with this. So a person he should he should cover himself. Could you imagine the Prophet Asim if he was in the society and he was sitting and playing with us, he would take his top off and play football? yeah of course, Subhanallah! You can't imagine the Prophet Asim doing this or any of his companions or any of the righteous from the salaf So this is from haya. Then we find Subhanallah something else that goes against the haya is a person. Speaking with the opposite gender. when there's no need. A person just flirting and speaking in a comfortable way and joking and laughing. For both men and women, this is haram. Where is the hayat? For a person to go to someone who is not lawful for him in the sharia. And what is even worse than this, subhanallah, and you find this so common today, is that couples will get together and they'll go for a meal together. So you've got a table, and you've got maybe a husband and wife sitting, and another husband and wife sitting, and everyone talking to each other. When the husband will say, I'm only talking to the man and she will say, I'm only talking to the woman. Why are we sitting together? Where is the haya? This hasn't crossed the mind of some people that this goes against haya. It's because we are accustomed to living in this society. But how common is this? Friends who get together, maybe two or three friends, three brothers, and then their wives. And everyone's sitting together, and everyone's talking together, and everyone's joking with each other. There is no haya. All of the haya has disappeared. There is no way you can justify this in the sharia. No way you can justify this in the sharia. Speaking with the opposite gender is permissible when there is a need. And when there is a need, it is, you, the speaking is there without joking and without laughing and without playing games. It's just a need. I need to purchase this. How much does this, this cost? This much? Okay, thank you. And you're gone. And some of the ulama mentioned according to the custom of the people. So you see someone that's from your family, even though it's not mahram, you can say, Assalamu alaikum. If there's no fitna, you know, how are you doing? Are you okay? Something that's not going to cause fitna. Because this is just from the custom that has been accepted. The couple is going together and then sitting together and eating together and talking and laughing. There is no basis for this in the Sharia. And there is no doubt that the Sharia has come to, to prohibit ikhtilat. The free mixing of, 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 the, of, of, of men and women. And that's why the Prophet ﷺ said that the women should not walk on the middle of the pathway. Sahih hadith. That the women should not walk on the middle of the pathway. Why can the men walk in the middle of the pathway? That so you are going to bump into each other. You're going to cross paths with each other. And that's why Aisha said, When we used to walk, our garments used to brush against the walls. They used to become dusty. That the garments used to brush against the walls. So imagine the society that they were living in. And that's why Allah kept it as a pure society. So, yes, we, there is a lot of, and a lack of haya in our society. From the brothers, from the sisters. Not just the way they dress, but also the way they speak speaking about personal affairs and personal matters. Sometimes you find, SubhanAllah, this is from the major major sins, a person speaking about his wife in front of other people. He's speaking about the private matters of their home. The truth is a person should not even speak about his wife in the presence of another man. Or a person should definitely not speak about their private affairs. A person should not even ask someone about his wife. Unless it's from their custom, how are you and how is your family, just a general statement. But deep inquiring about the family issues, this is not from the, the way of the believers. So this is something that the believers should stay away from completely. Not speak about women in their government. Not speak about shameful things in their government. Sometimes you find even people of reputation and status. Some of their Hayah has gone down, so every time they sit down, they speak about things that when you're there, you're cringing, you thinking, subhanAllah, this person is a person of position and authority, and he's speaking like this. It's not from the way of the believers to speak in this family. Could you imagine the Prophet speaking like this? You can never imagine him speaking like this. Nor can you imagine his companions speaking like this. Nor can you imagine the Tala speaking like this. So what if this shows you that the haya, it is leaving the heart. Iman is decreasing in the heart. And this is something that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us about. So we have to focus on, the, if you're going out, with a group of brothers to play football and someone is not dressed appropriately, say to him, Akhi, you're not playing unless you dress properly. Oh, I don't believe in that opinion, but we believe that opinion. But we don't want to see you like this. Simple. This is how it should be. And if brothers are there and they're swearing and they're speaking in a manner which is not befitting in the Sharia, then we say, ah, we have a rule that if anyone speaks like this, they're out of the game. Whether you are for 5 minutes or 10 minutes or you, you miss the next game, we should put these rules in just so we can encourage each other with Hayat. Because Hayat is something emphasized in the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we begin to lose our Hayat, we begin to lose our Iman. That's why the Prophet said, the haya is from Iman. Having shame, being shy is from Iman. So we can judge ourselves, we find that we are always speaking about any impermissible things or rude things and viral things and fawahish and we entertain ourselves through this manner then we can see that our level of Iman is not there. We need to increase in our Iman. Because if this keeps happening then maybe our Iman will diminish, diminish to such an extent that we may even lose the country. And this is what Hayat does. If a person loses his Hayat, he will lose his religion. And if he preserves his Hayat, he will preserve his religion. And that's what the Prophet said when I'm a man, that we will come to see الْحَيَاةِ You're telling the brother that you have so much حيا. Why you have so much حيا? That it's going to cause you harm. He said your amount of حيا is going to harm you. The Prophet said, Leave him! And don't say this to him. Because حيا is from Iman. الحيا لا يأتي إلا بخير does not come with anything except for good. So a person, he has to ask himself that do I have حيا? Do I have حيا? Do, do I have shyness? Am I from those who expose my aura, speak about evil things in front of people, joke about things that are haram, act in a way which I'm not preserving my honour and dignity in public? Am I from this type of people? If I am, then I have to change myself. And maybe I haven't haven't been born with the characteristic of haya, but I can learn about haya and I can rectify myself. And this is from the benefits of going to the Duru. That we learn what haya is, now, it's not about us looking for others and saying, look, you don't have Haya, and you don't have Haya, and you don't have Haya, this is not the purpose. It's for us to sit now by ourselves and question our actions and statements. Have we got Haya? Are we from those who are preserving our honor and dignity? Do we have like Haya for our families and ourselves and Ghira and Ghayra that we are, protect, we are protecting jealousy for our spouses, so that we're not going to speak about them. We're not going to sit on a table with them in front of our men. We're not going to let them come in the presence of other men. Do we have, all of this is from Haya? we're not going to speak to other women unless there is a need. We're not going to let our wives speak to other men unless there is a need. This is all Hayat and all of this comes down to it. So this is what a believer has to work on. This is what a believer has to ensure that he has this quality of Hayat This will protect inshaAllah his Iman <coughs> and his Islam. And the sad fact is that because we're living in a society like this where it normalizes everything for us, we do not, not know what the boundaries of Hayat are. But we have to return back to the Kitab of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet and there is no doubt that the way the, West, the way they are treating men and women today is as if you really are their commodities. Not just women, are also men. <coughs> they're just commodities. And they're going to display their body and portray their body in order to sell objects and sell things, in order to bring attention and, um, and bring awareness. Then yeah, really the body is going to be exposed. And this is something which shaitan, he calls to, we mentioned I think in one of the previous lessons, that shaitan calls to nudity. He loves nudity and he calls to this because it's the root of fawahish. All of the fawahish and harm and evil will spread. When a person begins to expose his flesh and there is no covering of the private parts, and a person becomes loose and free with the opposite gender. And that's why you find even, subhanAllah, some schools in the West, like they, they have separate facilities for men and women. Especially if you looked before in this country, about 30 or 40 years ago, you can still find some of the schools, entrance for boys, entrance for girls. Boys will sit in one particular place in the class, girls will sit at another place in the class. They knew this because some of the fitrah was still there. Until Shaitan came and he destroyed even the little that they had, and there is nothing left now. Now they start have toilets which are mixed. How can have toilets which are mixed? And they will see, subhanAllah, and everyone will know this, they will see that over the next few years there are going to be so many cases of problems in the toilets now if they're going to be mixed. There are going to be cases of rape, there's going to be cases of fawahish. everything is going to happen now if they're going to open this up. Because this is now going to more of the auras. Because more of the auras are going to be coming behind these doors than outside of them. Because this is the place where a person will leave themselves, and the person maybe people change there, and it's going to cause more problems. And this is the, from the widespread of Tawahish that shaitan is encouraging them in their societies. So these are from some of the things that we can see that it lessens the level of haya. And whenever we find that something is lessening haya, we do the opposite of it. And we repent for our shortcomings. And some of the ulama have mentioned that one of the reasons, one of the reasons, like as Yazid ibn Walid he mentioned, one of the reasons for the lack of haya is the frequent listening of music. this was mentioned in the early centuries of Islam. When a person listens to music frequently, it lessens his level of haya, and that's why you mentioned in one of the previous durood that listening to music it removes the shame that the person has, and it leads to nudity and haram and zina. And that's why, if we look at the music industry today, it is everything to do with nudity, it is to do with filth, it is to do with zina and the music videos that they publish, and the music concerts that they have, all of it to do is filth and haram. Unity and zina is full of this. Look at subhanallah, some of the, the carnivals that they have in certain places around the world. And they say, after these carnivals have come to an end, their abortion rate is the highest in the country for the whole year. That's because of the zina that they go through and the haram that they go through. And it all revolves around the music industry that they have. So this is from the root causes of, a, of haya decreasing and being lost in the hearts of the believers. So a believer has to understand the Kalâm of Allah Jalla is the Qur'an, and the Kalâm, the speech of the Shayṭān, is music. And music and Qur'an are not going to be in the heart of any man. So a believer has to remove music from his life, and he has to attach himself to the Book of Allah Subhānahu Wā Ta'ala. Also, sitting with the people who have no shame and sitting from the evil, with the evil doers and the sinners, is going to decrease a person's Hayāt, and it's going to destroy his Islam. So this is a small introduction to Babu al Hayāt, the, cha- the chapter of shyness. And as for the narration inshaAllah, and we'll take this in the following lesson. We ask Allah to make us from those who have Hayah. And to make us from those who have um who have pura and salah. We ask Allah to adorn us with the characteristics of the Kitab and the sunnah and the characteristics of the Prophet. We ask Allah to make us from those who have the most perfect etiquettes and make our etiquette pleasing to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah to remove all of the evil etiquettes that we have in us and to give us hayah and to give us baila and to give us Love for the region of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. We ask Allah to preserve our Islam and our Iman, and allow us to worship Him with Ihsan, and allow us to enter the highest Jannah.